Welcome to episode 128 of the Ask Achieve show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and nutrition. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today's episode, we'll go over pushing through the heels or the whole foot, tools like maces, vipers, clubs, kettlebells, and sandbags, structuring workouts from the most technical lift to the least technical, and our thoughts on constantly dieting. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. Nailed that intro. Crushed I it. might have written it all this time. <laughs> so um, it's been, what, it's been a, about a week or so probably since yeah. the last episode. Um, we've been in, we've been in Maine back-to-back weekends now. Or we have been in Maine and we will be in Maine. Oh, I was Again, like, back-to-back what? weekends. Yeah. But um, yeah, we were in Maine this past weekend for a wedding. We were in Portland, Maine. And Portland, I, I knew it was cool, but I didn't, I didn't realize it was that cool Portland Portland is pretty awesome um a lot of breweries a lot of just like places like right by the water to walk around it's just like a a nice just chill vibe which I thought was cool um this weekend we have our coaches retreat um which is always a fun time so basically we get all of our coaches together and we basically just bond like have some staff bonding time we hang out we eat drink you know chill out and then we also spend a decent chunk of time just like brainstorming on how to enhance the overall gym experience at Achieve Fitness. Yeah, a lot of our best ideas, just like, not like necessarily big overarching changes at Achieve, but just Mm kind of like our best ideas in terms of little nuances here and there have come from these coaches retreats. Um, Like, I think that we got the idea for our recognition jar where we just like put, um, we have a, a glass jar in the middle of the gym with some sticky notes or some little like index cards and people can just like recognize another member for something cool that they did or something nice that they did and it's just a really fun way for our members to feel special and appreciated and give them the opportunity to recognize one another like that idea came from the coaches retreat yeah um, we also had um the overachiever boards might have been from there too. Yeah. um and the overachiever boards are basically kind of like our version of like um we have certain um metrics that once people hit them like for example like a 24 kg turkish getup or five pull-ups like there's certain goals like level one level two that we um challenge our members to attain and once they attain it then we'll write them up on the board um but yeah just different things like that where we just try to enhance the culture try to enhance the experience at achieve and what's cool is that every single year nearly every single person from the staff uh from the coaching staff is able to make it which just goes to show like you know how everyone just is well bonded with each other and values each other and they're all just committed to helping our gym be the best that it can be to in order to better serve our members so it's yeah. pretty awesome yeah um but yeah we're gonna be in a gun quit main yeah um and we're super excited so excited yeah. back-to-back yeah. main trips so kendo's been tra- traveling quite a bit yeah he's he's doing great he's doing really good we have uh, to bring our blackout shades everywhere we go because his yeah. sleep is still <laughs> not optimal but not terrible i mean it's pretty good it's it's really just an early wake up yeah. right yeah. so like naps he goes down pretty well sleep he goes down pretty yeah. well it's just waking up at 4 and 4 30 has been internal clock is just a little <laughs> bit early so we're working on it but... so we're shifting that but yeah. yeah yeah he's great otherwise um today's episode is gonna be a little bit different instead of just um going over three different questions that have been specifically asked we're gonna go over more kind of like broader themes and topics that have been brought up by a wide variety of people right yeah sometimes we um like we'll just people will just dm us and ask us Mm -hmm. questions and we definitely see themes coming up so sometimes we want to just kind of be 
be like, all right, these are just general topics that a lot of people are asking about. Um, and instead of picking one question from one specific person, we'll just kind of cover that whole general topic. Yeah. Cool. All right. Should we get right into it? Yeah. So the first one was um, we've had a few people asking like they're confused a little bit about where to push into the floor from in terms of their feet. So a lot of people here push through your heels when they're thinking about squatting, deadlifting, things like that, like mm -hmm. push through your heels. Um, and then sometimes we are talking about pushing through the whole foot and utilizing your whole foot. Right. And so there's just a little bit of confusion there about why we say whole foot versus heels. Yeah. And this is a very um, well-intentioned cue and a cue that we use quite a bit when we were first starting out, yeah. right? Um, and I think what people naturally do when they're first learning a pattern, let's say a squat or a deadlift, not, not even weighted, just kind of like going through that motion, um, a lot of times their weight is shifted slightly onto their forefoot. Mm -hmm. And that might be because of, let's say, forward head posture or rounded shoulders that are kind of pulling them forward a little bit. Maybe they have a little bit of anterior pelvic tilt. And none of these things are bad. They just might pull you slightly forward um, slightly off balance. Right. And so the cue there is, um, like for example, during a squat, we might see someone that presents with some anterior pelvic tilt or a forward head posture. They might squat with their knees shifting way far forward. And the automatic cue to think about is, okay, let's go the opposite direction and let's put their weight on their heels. Right. Um, so I think it is a um, just a well-intentioned cue, but I think it kind of um, creates a less than ideal, uh, it's more of an artificial movement when you so far correct the other way right. as opposed to let's get the person being more mindful of their overall weight distribution in general and if you try to get them to balance along their midfoot maybe they might correct to naturally just pull their head back a little bit and they might naturally get their chest up a little bit and then have them just slowly come down but with their entire foot and weight equally distributed among amongst their midfoot yeah. and that's going to lead to better leverage that's going to lead to better mechanics and when you finally push through the floor and squat the weight up or deadlift the weight up you're going to feel a lot stronger for it rather than just pushing through one part of the foot yeah definitely and we see a lot of people who have definitely been cued in the past to be on their heels and when they go to deadlift or they go to squat now they're just like kind of lift up their toes mm. as they go to do that movement and again like when if we're trying to be functional with our training like we want we don't want you to be off balance in any way, right. whether it's like, I think so many people were so afraid of knees over toes. That was like such a big yeah, thing for so long that everyone's like, well, I'll sacrifice like balance on my foot to make sure my knees don't go over my toes. Yeah. But in reality, like we want to like balance is a, is a huge life skill that we want to maintain right, <laughs> right. Like by only being on half of our foot. That's really not going to help us. So we just want to always be thinking about like, what is the overall purpose of mm. this exercise? Like, what is it really helping me to be able to do in life? And we don't really ever in life need to be like balanced on our heels. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So uh, the second topic um, is going over tools. So, you know, on Instagram, there are a lot of like just cool tools out there. There's maces, there are vipers vipers are those like long cylindrical like like axles almost yeah. um and then there are also uh kettlebells there are sandbags there are clubs there's all these sorts of tools what are your thoughts on where they fit into the context of a person's program do they replace barbells are they complementary do they stand alone like where do you see this all fit yeah it's, a, it's such a good question and good and a good topic and i think that what ends up happening a lot of times with some of these tools is people, coaches specifically, 
they get really invested in in one of them mm. like they get really excited about one of them yeah. like maybe they went to a certification and they're like oh my god there's so much to learn about this tool i want to learn everything i can about it i love them they're mm-hmm. fun all this stuff and they get really really they just dive really really deep into that one thing right and then they sort of forget to take a step back and look at the grand scheme of things the grand picture and be like this is just a tool in the toolbox it's not an entire system necessarily it's not gonna like this tool might be best for a few exercises but then there are other tools that are better for other exercises right i think that that's where sometimes the the issue kind of arises with Mm -hmm. with things like that would you agree yeah definitely yeah and i think um i mean we definitely kind of fell into that as well with kettlebells kettlebells, we both just after we attended our first strong first certification we like kind of went full bore into it and we like absolutely loved it um, and then we realized that, you know, there are many instances where a kettlebell isn't necessarily the best tool for the job. And then, yeah, we have to take a step back and evaluate, okay, where can we start to insert more barbell work? Where can we start to use sandbags? Where can we start to use bands? Where can we start to use the cable machine? And really try to figure out the best tool for each job, basically. Yeah, yeah so that's what we're always looking at now is like, so with something like, and it, and it depends on the person's goal too. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's goal is to continue to get stronger and eventually compete in a powerlifting meet like kettlebells just aren't going to cut it at a certain point sandbags are not going to be the appropriate tool for them because you can't progressively overload as well Mm -hmm. the mechanics are different of those exercises with those tools so you want to use a barbell for this um if somebody is has like really restricted shoulder mobility and getting into a barbell back squat position is super hard putting two kettlebells in their hands and really loading it up heavy is going to challenge them like crazy but they don't have to worry about getting their their shoulders in external rotation yeah so it's just a matter of the the exercise that you're trying to do the thing that you're trying to accomplish with that exercise and the person that you're working with i think all three of those things have to come into consideration when you're deciding what is the best tool for the job right now. right and you mentioned progressive overload and that's going to be a a key point because you can't really progressively overload like bands like throughout the rest of your life you can't progressively overload um like Indian clubs or like these sorts of tools, right? However, those tools are amazing because you can incorporate a lot of these functional exercises Mm -hmm. that incorporate various ranges of motion and different planes of motion. And now suddenly you have a much more comprehensive and just holistic effect than just sagittal planes straight ahead like squats and deadlifts Mm -hmm. with the barbell. But where the barbell and to a certain extent kettlebells come into play are you can make these sort of micro jumps where you can really develop strength for quite a long time before you have to like you know really start to think about other ways and different methods of programming to continue to progress right um so that's why it really all tools serve a purpose Mm -hmm. it's just important to note that one tool definitely can't rule them all all. yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly oh yeah all right cool um i forgot what our third topic our third topic (laughs) is uh oh oh, i remember i remember okay so we, and I've just pretended like I remembered, but really I just looked at my phone. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all on oh no, camera totally right now. Came, it totally came back to me naturally. <laughs> um, so some people have asked us, what is the purpose of, like we always talk about starting with a deadlift or starting with mm. a squat or starting with bench press. Starting with kind of this big compound lift at the beginning of our workout and then later on in the workout doing like quote unquote accessory lifts. Right. Um, and so what is the purpose behind setting yeah. it up that way? So, you know, for 
the vast majority of the people that we work with, what we like to do is we we structure after the movement prep, like warm up section of our workouts, we like to structure the workouts to go from most technical all the way down to least technical. Mm -hmm. So a low technical exercise would be something like a bicep curl. It's just right. one joint, it's fairly easy, and if your form starts to falter, you just kind of like you lower the dumbbells down and it's no big deal. Something that's more technical would be like an Olympic lift, a power lift, um, some exercise that just requires more weight and more strength and more attention to detail and mindfulness. Um, and in that case, we put that way up front. That's when your energy is highest. That's when you have the most sort of like, you know, mental aptitude to be mindful. Um, and then as the workouts goes on, you have more fatigue, more fatigue, and you have to slowly lower down the technicality and the intensity of each move um, in order to fit where you are at that workout um, time. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I think you, that was a perfect description of, of why we do yeah. it. And so I think that a lot of times people will see um, like a wad or something or like a workout of the day where um, the ending is like Olympic lifts and right and so then they might get confused as to why we do it the way we do it but with that like a lot of times the weight is a lot lighter they may have a little bit more proficiency in those lifts already right, yep. that it is a more natural movement for them already and yeah. that might be why that might be appropriate um, in that particular workout but mm -hmm. for us it's we try to take anything that that you're like the least proficient at or that you're trying to build the most strength at I yeah. think is important to put at the beginning. Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah, I mean, we definitely prefer all Olympic lifting, all like technical kettlebell work, all of that to be at the beginning. Like we always put Turkish get-ups at the beginning. It mm -hmm. just takes, you just have to be really aware of your each each step and each movement and if you're just completely fatigued and run down sometimes you're just not even going to be able to think your way through definitely that yeah and if you kind of just haphazardly go through a turkish get up at the end of the workout when you're tired yeah. um you're not gonna get the full benefits out of it yeah. um but yeah actually going back to what you're talking about with some like the wads that you might see you might see something like back squats followed by a 400 meter run followed by a overhead press and then back to back squats mm. and you know for the purpose of that specific style of workout is more in terms of developing work capacity developing volume you're not going to see like work up to a one rm back squat right. and then run a marathon and then, like <laughs> like they're just trying to just keep things moving and it's important for the sport to just develop that capacity to just work 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 yeah. um, and that's the reason why they structure the workouts that way yeah. um, it's necessary for the sport right yeah um, okay, and the last topic is from a post uh, from Brett Contreras, um, who's a great trainer out in um, San Diego, and he had a cool little post. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. He said, uh, many people I follow are perpetually in some phase. He says, hey, guys, I'm on week two of my cutting slash mass building slash mini cut phase. An alternative is just to go to the gym and lift and tighten up your diet every once in a while without labeling it. Fitness doesn't have to consume you. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I think that's kind of how we feel, uh, definitely kind of how I feel mm -hmm. um, about my own fitness journey. That's my own preference right now um, that I've gone both ways in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I have been the one who's constantly on something um, on it. Not that sounded like on, <laughs> I've never been on drugs, <laughs> but it's <laughs> but always on like some sort of diet, yeah. something like that. So um, I. I understand where people are coming from when they are doing that. I think there are people who feel that if they're not doing that, they're letting themselves go. They they need more structure. And so I kind of get where they're coming from. I do think that it 
is a relief once you can kind of break out of that and realize that life can go on without you having to be like on a phase or on a yeah. cutting or on a diet or on like even now like maintenance is like a phase right. of certain <laughs> diets and you're like why can't it just be like life you don't have to be on a maintenance phase like can yeah. you just be and i like i feel both ways about it i do feel that there are certain people who just feel like this works for me and mm -hmm. this is helps me to feel a little more structured in my life um, yeah i mean if you're like if you're competing in like a figure competition, bodybuilders, or if you need to maintain a certain weight for like Olympic lifting or powerlifting meets, like yeah. that's when you need to be a little bit more yeah, scientific makes, with it. Sense, or like yeah. when you're cutting for like wrestling, like mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, for everyday life, I think, you know, some people might benefit from a very short term, just like, let me just get all the numbers for a hot second and just kind of feel what this feels like. And then they can kind of branch away from it. Because I think a lot of people do that. They'll go all in into paleo. They'll go all in into Whole30. They'll go all in into um, if keto. it fits your macros or yeah. keto. Yeah. And then they just back off a little bit because they realize that it's unsustainable. It's un unsustainable when you go travel, when you have social settings, when you have to go to weddings. Like it just becomes not feasible to constantly adhere to such a strict plan when life is so uncontrollable and unpredictable. Yeah. Um, and that's when people kind of take a step back and they're like, you know, if I do paleo-ish, <laughs> if I do Whole30-ish, it's been really successful for me yeah. and it doesn't have to consume me. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what Brett is saying. And it, what he's saying is exactly how you live your life and pretty much how I do too. But yeah. he's like, like, just kind of live your life. And then every once in a while, you might be like, hmm, I should eat some more vegetables and a few less Doritos. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, really, like, that's yeah, kind of totally. how you do it. And you're like, mm, this week, I think I'm going to try to just, like, tighten things up a little bit. And I'm going to try to, and I do this now, too. I'm like, I feel like I haven't had enough vegetables this week. Like, yeah, I'm going to totally. try to incorporate that more next week. But it's not a, like, I failed at something. That's I need true. to yeah. restart and be really extreme. It's like, mm, I'm noticing this is going on. So I'm going to try to work to improve it yeah um and that's sort of what brett's saying he's like just let, let's just like it's almost like permission to chill a little mm -hmm. bit yeah. um permission to not have to feel like you're always having to adhere to something but also like be aware make sure mm -hmm. that you are still considering your health like that's important and you do want to make sure that you are noticing the trends in what direction that you're going in yeah. and then recalibrating when you need to but not feeling like you have to be like okay i i you know i really went off the rails this week so i'm going on a cutting diet next week right right yeah yeah, yeah i mean that's definitely how i just kind of monitor it from like a monthly standpoint if i know that i'm going to be at a wedding in maine and i know like there's gonna be drinks involved and a lot of food involved and desserts and all that <laughs> sort of fun stuff i'll know to just kind of like tighten up a little bit throughout the week leading up to it and after it and just know that i'll be okay in the grand scheme of things yeah. right yeah um at least for you know the purposes of my goals right yeah Cool. So I think that's about it for the topics. I think we've got one special segment for oh, today, which so might be excited. a recurring segment. Yeah, we're going to try to make this a recurring segment because I'm really excited about it. It was actually Jason's idea. Um, oh, no, I lost it. Oh, no, I found it. Okay. <laughs> so we were just in the car chatting and you were like, why don't we do something? Actually, I think it was my idea to have a segment at the mm -hmm. end. It was like, why don't we have yeah. a segment at the end that's just like maybe not even necessarily fitness related, but just something that is like a little, little Something. Yeah, because we always just close with like, okay, that, those were questions, bye. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, <laughs> I want to have some sort of topic of conversation or something. And so you had the idea of each week one of us brings a story that makes your heart sing mm -hmm. to the table. And so I, of course, was 100% on board with that <laughs> because it's like right up my alley. And so I found I found a few, so I have okay, some backlogged. But I am going to start with this one because I loved this one so much. So 
Um, this is from it's a story out of Georgia, and it is from it's about a six year old boy, and his mom it was going back to school, and his mom said, "I'll make you um, a T-shirt, like any kind of T-shirt that you want for your first day back to school. It can be about your favorite sport, it can be about anything you want." Um, and he asked for the T-shirt to say, "I will be your friend." On the front. Oh my God! <laughs> um, and so I'm going to read her post. She said, "I have to brag on my son. I told him that as a back-to-school gift, I'll make him any shirt he would like. It could have anything: a basketball theme, football, etc., which are all his favorites." He thought a while and said, "Will you please make me a shirt that says I will be your friend for all the kids who need a friend to know that I am here for them. Never oh under never goodness. underestimate your kid's heart for others." I oh love my, my sweet goodness! Flake. So I like totally already am crying. But, like <laughs> how sweet he's six years old, and he was just like, "Just want people to know anyone who doesn't have a friend, they can come and find me." So his mom made the shirt his mom has a that's what she does she like makes apparel and like makes certain things that's so amazing she was like she screen printed it i don't know if you want to you want do you want to do you want to add the handle oh yeah i think her her company's called unfading adornments unfading adornments it was on facebook so it's not a handle okay um, gotcha um, her her his mom's name is nikki rajan th- that is incredible so actually so sweet yeah and uh, we'll put maybe we can post the. Picture. I kind of want that shirt. I, like that shirt can be for adults too. Like, uh, I think not she's just for actually making. I have to. Re- I have to read the full article, but I think yeah. that they're actually making those shirts now. And like, there's also an opportunity to. Um, I'm, I'm going to link to this article because there's an opportunity to also just donate to anyone who wants the shirt but can't afford it. Yeah. You can donate some money so that other people can buy them. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty awesome. Amazing. Yeah. But wow, great first story for the first. Uh, stories that'll make your heart sing segments. I need you. to have like some background music. It's like, oh, yeah, or, definitely. Or whatever heart sing. It could be a little more happy. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded very like surprising yeah. or something. <laughs> I don't really know. All right. Well, cool. so those are, wait, now I don't have an outro. No, no, that's good. Yeah, we just stick with the same outro. Oh, but we didn't have burning questions. Oh, so burning topics. topics. Oh, yeah, I, I guess I introed with just, just say our normal outro. Okay. Those are all of our <laughs> Those are all of our answers to your burning questions for today. Thank you so much for sending your questions, for giving us topics of discussion. Um, if you have any questions or topics that you would like us to cover, you can send us a message at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. And if you like the podcast and you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes, we'd be super grateful for that. And until next time, peace, love, and, and muscles. muscles.